might have a mom, she might be the bomb But ain't nobody got a mom like mine Her love's till the end, she's my best friend Ain't nobody got a mom like mine Alright, welcome to Teaching My Mother ABA, where we put a unique spin on teaching ABA by using pop cultural references and real life stories. So sit back, relax, and really enjoy the show today. Okay, so this week's um, pop culture reference is, <laughs> I don't want to be over dramatic, but today felt like 100 years in hell and the absolute worst day of my life. So the best part is I can't remember if I've already used this reference or not, but I think it was very fitting for what we're going through. First of all, that I'm overdramatic all the time, everything. <laughs> and then that it has, it has not been the absolute worst day of my life, but um, these last couple of weeks have been a little challenging. So that is where we're at with our reference. Perfect. Okay. So Again, we invited my second personality back as our guest. Um, not really. We invited my sister back and she declined. <laughs> she res she respectfully. It wasn't really respectfully, though. She just said, no, I'm not doing it. Okay. I tried to bribe her with cash because usually for money. Come yeah, on. I tried cash and that usually does it. And she still declined. Um so I don't know. I wasn't persuasive. I was too tired to fight with her to get her to do it. I feel like I could have upped the ante and she probably would have done it. But, you well, know, with everyone, your sister. Yeah, everyone <laughs> loved the podcast with us three on it. And they, I got so many comments about her. And, about <laughs> and it's so irritating as a big sister because no matter what she does, it just seems so easy for her. Like she's so good at just being funny and um, just like, I don't know. It's hilarious. What, what is that noise in the background? That better not be my grandson who is supposed to be at daycare. Uh, it is because he was up between two and four. So he didn't get have to go to daycare today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Right. Well, that will be a whole nother podcast on that. We'll start to really look at your parenting and how that looks. All right. So we are going to catch up with the doctors. Do you want to go first this time? Oh my gosh. So we spent four days on a business trip that ended with us <laughs> sitting in the Ikea parking lot for a good half hour in complete silence, just reflecting on <laughs> everything life. life. So we've learned, I guess we spent three days because we've learned we can do, we can do two days. We can do five days, but three days is like the magic number of when we all lose, like all hope. Lose I mean, to do anything. <laughs> yeah. So the one good thing is, I don't know if it's good or not, but we did get chocolate cake every night. Um, and truffle fries was our diet. So yes, we found we didn't realize <laughs> before, but uh, there's DoorDash in Minneapolis. Who would have thought? So we don't <laughs> Yeah, a big city have door have DoorDash. Imagine. <laughs> We don't even have to leave the hotel room anymore. We can really just eat in the hotel room and watch Friends. Yeah. 
So every night we ended with dessert and truffle fries in the hotel room. Um, what else happened? Oh, your flight was oh canceled or delayed. We moved back. I was supposed to land in Boise at 11 p.m. And I didn't get home until 1.30 a.m. Because <laughs> we were waiting on one person. And it was it was a flight attendant. And I'm just like, it's not like it's a pilot. It's, not, it's probably harder to find pilots than flight attendants. Can't you just find another one? ridiculous well until you're sitting in first class and need another cocktail like then that's serious to have that flight attendant you are right um so (laughs) i am i'm bougie which (laughs) i learned what that was last year and owning my own business i decided that we were always uh me and dr jepson were gonna fly first class that's what we're gonna do Mm -hmm. However, because we don't pay ourselves, so we're paying ourselves in first class. We take a cut of the profit. That's a good business. Maybe we should next. We'll be at running a running a business seminar on how what should you do instead of pay yourself. I think yeah, no, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of you don't. I know there's a lot of people who don't like Rachel Hollis, but I learned it from her, which again is probably not the best. um, Maybe, well, maybe you should just start thinking of other people to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So Uh, what did she, what did she teach you? To fly first class. That was her whole thing. No. So (laughs) what? Well, you said you learned it from Rachel Hollis. Oh, what did yeah. You so, okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I am on three hours of sleep. It's okay. Um, <laughs> so she said that she made the decision that um, she was going to splurge and always fly first class just because that's like when she started her business, she like, said something about how she deserved it, which, again, probably not the best. But the point well, is, I was. we'll talk about that. We'll segue into some privilege and all that. Okay, so here's my deal about first class. And business class is the same. I, I Like, I can do all of that. Um, and I think as I get older, I'm just getting a little crazier, which um, no. is probably just par for the course. But I get so claustrophobic. So... And I didn't used to, like, I used to fly all the time. I could fly Southwest. I could sit in the center row. I could sit, I've, I could sit in the back, but like my panic of not being able to get out and like what, I mean, seriously, it's, it's insanity, but I have to, so I have to sit on the aisle seat no matter what. Like I have to be in the aisle seat so that I can be the first one to run. Cause we know fight or flight. We know I'm a flight. Like I am out of there and I don't know where I'm running to probably just up and down the alley or the aisle of the plane back and forth, but I can get out. And so even though, like, even when I'm super tired, I'm like, I still have to have an aisle roll. So (laughs) we were flying Um, And we didn't get our tickets together. And I was in the row in front of Brett and she was behind me. And this lady came out and she's like, I can't sit um, on the window seat. Can you switch? Can you switch with me? And I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. 
I cannot sit on the window. And so Britt, um, luckily was like, ah, cause she was ahead of us, heard me having this conversation with this lady who was panicked and drunk and was like, I can't sit. I, I have to sit. Like three volume or something like <laughs> Three that. volume and two Bloody Marys. Wow. Like she was lit. Yeah. And so Britt's like, I'll sit with, I'll sit there. We'll switch. Cause Britt had an ILC too. So Britt switches with her and the lady's like, I'm petrified to fly, but it's my grandson's first birthday. And they requested I be there, but then I have to fly. And I'm like, no, I hear you sister. Like my kids are requesting me to be places all the time. So Britt, when she was panicked about crashing, what did you tell her? I told her that if we start to go down, just bang your head against the window Mm -hmm. or something hard. Which she couldn't because she went sitting next to the window. So well, I found a, I have a way, you know, me and my exit plan. So I always have an exit strategy, no matter what. And so my new one with that is the, the tray tables. So just hit your head against the tray tables. <laughs> I can't. Anyway. Um, so there's, so I was getting to the flight thing. That's where. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. I'm like, where do we like, I, the segue, I don't know. There's still, I think we need to might go to podcast Dean one Oh one. Is there, sure. there anyway. a master's class? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we are flying home and we, as in me and my two boys, um, and I had to book our tickets and the, they wouldn't even let me fly first class. Because the plane is so small that there's only two in one. And I don't know if like I had to be sitting by them both because they're minors or what happened. But yeah, I th- you do. You have to be in like the same row. We were fi- flying not business class, but the next class. So this and I haven't. It's been a year since I've flown not, not first class. With so. both boys. Have you flown with both boys? Yeah, when they were little. Um, he was still nursing, so I could just, you know, put a boob in his mouth. So (laughs) they weren't like, did you and I, who did we fly with? Did we fly with both of them? I don't, who did we fly with? In Denver, when my, oh, that was just Hugh. It just seems like two kids with Hugh, I guess is probably where that is. Yeah. man okay now it's time for it's all relative where my mom and i answer questions to see who knows who the best and don't worry we're keeping score because someone raised me with a mindset of not everyone gets a trophy (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm ready a few questions about me okay got it when do i pack for a trip um, if it's an early morning flight the night before, if it's a late flight the day of probably an hour before, I'm guessing. How you doing? Uh, do I make a packing list? So you used to, you do not anymore. How you doing? All right. Am I in the car ready to go before takeoff time? Um, well, no, you're usually in the car And then you're out of the car and then in the car and then out of the car. And I'm usually get honked at by Dustin. How you doing? Uh, Okay. And then do I make it to my destination on time? Um, yeah, I think for the most part. Yeah. I'm usually there on time uh, or five minutes late. 
10 minutes late. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It depends yeah. on who it is and what it is. Like I'm all always- yeah, are like we talking like travel, like a big travel, or are we talking like, oh, we're just going somewhere for the day? Because I feel like that is different as well. Yeah. Cause when we go up to Minnesota for the business trips, we're on time. We're actually right, early, which is surprising. But if I'm going over to hang out with a friend or do something, I'm always late. I'm yeah. always a late friend. No. Um, okay, final one. Am I someone who goes straight there? Or straight to your de- my destination, or do I make stops along the way? Make stops along the way. I love a good road trip. Uh, what if there's like the big house of mud? Like you have to be able to stop at that for yeah. sure. And we missed so many on I sixty nine route sixty nine route six route sixty six. I don't even My bad. Oh my god. Okay. 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 So when do I pack for a trip? Um, I would probably say the same. Um, most I would say the night before because you're always hauling things to your car the night before because yeah. you get up and leave. So I would say the night yeah. before. So I do pack the night before because um, my husband, if it's a travel day, we have to be ready to go. So I have to try to get everything ready and then my new mode of packing is i just throw everything in the car so how you doing okay oh (laughs) it's my turn right jeez i fell asleep for a minute uh do i have a packing list i don't think so so i used to and i think like i have a work pack list but um, like clothes and stuff. I don't really have a list. Cause like I said, I just now, um, if one pair of shoes is good, then seven is better. So I just pack everything. If I'm driving, if I'm flying, I try really hard to synthesize my packing, but even then I'm not so great at it. How you doing? Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm asking again. Um, am I in the car ready to go before takeoff time? I would say no. Because dad's takeoff time is always like two hours before you actually need to have takeout time, takeoff time. I know. I'm never ready. And then I always forget something. And then we'll like be pulling out and he'll be like, oh, did you do this? Or did you do this? Or I can't find like my 12 pairs of sunglasses. Or yeah, no, I'm never, never ready. To How go. you doing? Uh, do I make it to my destination on time? Um, I would probably say the same answer. It depends on what it's for. Well, I used to be able to make it to my destination on time, but the two speeding tickets in one Idaho trip, I now have to follow the actual, which this will roll into our, what we're talking about today. Um, I have to follow the actual rules of the road instead of Anissa's rules of the road. So... I, I don't make it on time as much as I used to. Oh, no. And then am I someone who goes straight there or makes stops along the way? Stop, stops along the way. Yeah. I mean, there. So we we have this joke that when you all were little, like we lived in the South and we would drive up to Iowa and there were fruit stands and your dad would like speed up every time he saw like a sign coming up that was like a fruit sand. So I couldn't stop at it. So now I make sure like he's trained that he just stops at everything. If he thinks it will be of interest, he just stops. <laughs> it's just easier. It's just easier. Just oh. stop. 
How you doing? Okay, so I think we did really well, right? Well, both of we us. All, we both. I think it was a tie. Um, we're tired. It's a tie. I was gonna say, what's the word where they cancel each other out? I can't remember. <laughs> a, a tie? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now it's time to go to class and learn something. Okay, so what are you going to try to teach me today, which should go smooth, super smooth. I can feel it. All right, so we're going to look at rule govern and contingency-based behavior, which ties perfectly into mom speeding ticket issues. But first, let's define them, uh, and then we will move on to our examples. So rule-governed behavior means that the person learns indirectly without direct contact with consequences. So in rule-governed, you don't have to you don't have to get picked up for speeding to start driving the speed limit because you're rule-governed. Oh, uh, and then the control for rule governed is that the behavior is under the control of a verbally mediated rule. Um, so you, what controls your behavior is what the rules are. And then contingency shaped means that the person learns from direct experience with the consequence of their actions. So your so with the speeding one, you would be contingency shaped at that point. But really, I made my own rules. I was following my rules. So my rule is that you can go eight over the speed limit. Like that's just rules. That's rules of the road. That's rules of me. That's just like, that's a rule. And while it's not written anywhere, it like is in my mind. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things in your mind that shouldn't come out. <laughs> So I feel like that's rule governed because it is a rule no, that I created. You made oh. it up. I like I don't think I made it up. Like there was research behind it. Like I would see a cop and I mean I don't have the actual numbers, but almost every time I saw a cop, if I was going 8 miles over, I wouldn't get picked up. If I'm going 10 miles over, I get picked up. Like that No. So no because if you see a cop, you're still under contingency because mm. the cop is the SD to slow down because you don't want to get picked up. You so should. It, yeah, that would be the- governed would be if you don't have to slow down because you're doing the speed limit. Mm. So your driving speed limit is not controlled by the presence of the cop, but by the rules of the road. Where in not Anissa's rules of the world, of road. <laughs> and then where contingency is your behavior to slow down is because you see the cop. So, okay. um, so layman's term is that contingency is learns by doing. So you have to actually do it to learn it. Or you have to actually experience it for the behavior to be there. So like experiential learning, like if you learn and you do it, then, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. So rule governed is that you don't actually have to come in contact with any environmental variables. It's just, you follow those rules. Um, so 
I know not to murder someone because it's a rule to not do that. And so I, I wouldn't murder someone because I don't want to go to prison or hell. So is that rule governed? That's rule governed because you don't actually have to go to prison or hell to not kill a person. This is, that's a very morbid, morbid <laughs> example. Okay. So let's go down to some other examples. Um, the one I like to use in classes when I'm teaching is the stove one. So you're told not to touch the stove because it's hot and you'll get burnt. So that's the rule. Don't touch the stove. Right. But so like cash, for example, did touch the stove. So he didn't follow the rule. He had to learn by contingency. So now he doesn't touch the stove anymore because he got burnt. So it's so interesting because I feel like I was, I'm rule governed, but I really am not. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So because Taylor was going to be on here, I also said like Taylor versus me. So Taylor is very contingency based. Mm-hmm. And that she has to come in contact with something. Um, I am more rule governed, but I'm also contingency based. But well, do you think that's everyone? Like, I don't think you can. Ju- I mean, you can probably have one that is you're more apt to follow the rules. Like, I am more apt to be rule governed, which means if there is like something I really am not supposed to do, I usually follow the rules. Like, we could probably have a six hour conversation about COVID vaccines. Like I was told (laughs) to get a COVID vaccine. I did not even think twice about it. I just did it. Whatever. That's just my choice Uh, because I was told to do it. So I did it. Okay. But I have a question. Were you also, did you do it because you had COVID and you knew kind of how much it sucked? Yeah. So I get, I mean, I think I probably, or, and well, I'm, I, I mean, we can go back to the whole afraid to die thing, but (laughs) then I was like, there's a chance. So here's how I like weigh out if I, I don't know, like there, I always like weigh out what the consequences are versus whatever, if I'm going to try it to see if it works or if I'm just going to follow the rule. Yeah. I would say, um, everyone, it probably depends on the degree of the consequence. Um, Oh yeah. That's probably true. Like not going to prison. That's a huge, huge consequence. But um, getting, so getting a speeding ticket isn't as big of a deal. It is to you right. now. Yeah. Cause it but, was like $300. It was bad. Yeah. But before, so it's not as bad of a consequence as going to prison. So how do you determine? So then that's what you're doing is determining if the consequence that you're giving for the behavior is bad enough to matter. Like if, if I don't care what, then I would do whatever. Right. Yeah. And it, so it also has to do, and this is not behavioral, but personality. Mm-hmm. So with the stove, I mean, Hugh tried to touch it like a thousand times, but he's very much contingency based where cash mm-hmm. is more rule based or, um, yeah, rule governed in his behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Very confusing. Very confusing. Um, as with everything, I think I have it figured out and then you start talking about it. Well, I think behave, I mean, anything that we do within ABA is very 
individualized. So we talk about this all the time, especially with our therapist, if we're setting up goals or we're running programs, like it should be individualized. And this is another instance where we really have to know who we're working with and what we're doing. Yeah. I Yeah. So it just all depends. Right. Yep. Oh, the story of my ABA career. It just depends. <laughs> it just depends. <laughs> okay. I have a pop quiz for you. I know today I'm going to need multiple choice, but go ahead. What is it? What is NCR? What does NCR stand for? What does it stand for? Yeah. Non-condition, non-contingent reinforcement. Yes. Um, and do you know what that means? Um, so there's a reinforcer, but there's no specific, like it, there's no behavior that you can like attach to that reinforcer. Like it just happens. Yep. Uh, and it's usually on a time schedule, which is so like a f- on the time, but... So they know, like you would know that you're just going to get a reinforcer every 15 minutes. Yeah. And why would you use that? Well, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I do not believe in NCR. I believe no matter what your reinforcer or punisher, whatever it is, your behavior is dependent on some environmental variable. So for example, if we do NCR and it's mom who is delivering NCR, but then dad isn't doing it, that behavior is going to change with mom and not with dad. Um, Oh, that is a true statement. Cause let me just tell you what is happening in my house right now. I've had my sweet little granddaughter who I had just had a conversation saying that she's four. Hattie, we've talked about her. She was like a different child. Like I also had like kind of changed the way I deal with her and what we do. And um, we hadn't had any screaming or yelling or tantrum. She'd followed rules. Her mother showed up and the wheels fell off the bus. (laughs) Like we've had fits. We'd have her mother and sister. I'd say there's two, two things that have happened. And now it is just like a free for all. Absolute free for all. Yeah, she needs a little more structure, but it's because of the different reinforcement schedules. So, yeah. so yeah. the way Taylor and I develop or to deliver reinforcement in general is different. When there's only so one on years, you yeah. do it for. Yeah, that's true. Like one on one, too. Like she gets to have a lot more choice and voice in what we do because it's just her and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is like, she knows if I'm working um, and this is what has to happen while I work and she, I haven't had any problem with her. And then this morning I had to like put her back to bed <laughs> like, just, and she fell back asleep. She's like, can I be put back to bed? No. When you're an adult, you don't get to be put back to bed. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> okay. So I thought we came up with some really good uh pop culture references to identify who in the shows are rule-based or rule-governed and who is contingency-based. So, yeah. So Gilmore Girls is always like our first go-to of anything because I think we can pull out references to that without even thinking about it. But when you think about Rory, Lorelai, and Emily, um, 
and what they are. And I would say that Emily is very rule governed. Like, yeah. this is how it needs to be. I'm trying to think if she's kind of a combination. Because I would say Lorelai is contingency based. And Rory, and Rory is rule governed. And I think Emily is kind of a combination of the two. Why do you say that? Um, uh, well, the plane, for instance, buying a plane. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've been trying to think of some of her behaviors that make me feel that way, but. Um, like yeah. when, uh, she can't go and when at any of the hospital scenes where she like throws a huge fit and like oh, is yeah. using people's fax machine, even though she's not supposed to use the fax machine or she's requesting extra pillows or whatever. Yeah. And so thinking about that, do you think like you swap what you are depending on the situation that you're in? Right. Yeah. And I definitely think it's, you swap it in crisis mode too. Um, yeah. When something happens. Yeah. Uh, you're not as rule governed as you are. It's probably more contingency shaped because if, so for example, if I was rule governed and, um, oh, I couldn't. So when Huey was in the hospital a couple, not last year, but the year before, I can't remember, but he had to stay overnight and I was told not to lay in bed with him. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, I did anyway. Yeah. And nobody yelled at me. So if I were rule governed, I wouldn't have laid there, but I'm contingency and I laid there and I didn't have any consequences for, I was reinforced for laying there because nobody yelled at me. Nobody yelled at you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about friends since I feel like we've just done a marathon. The really cool thing was we moved like to central time zone and friends was on way earlier in central than we have to wait in like real TV world. So that was exciting. But I I was watching it last night and it's the episode where Monica and Chandler are trying to adopt a baby. Oh, I was watching that too. <laughs> and the girls the girl carrying the baby is like, I was so excited that you your wife is a priest and you're a doctor and you get to raise it and Chandler's like we have to tell her the truth and Monica is just like just no. We get the baby. That's Which she is rule governed. No. So that kind of shows you when your MO. Yeah. Be tied to your MO on which one. Okay. You yep. Yeah. Because in every other instance, she is 100% rule governed. Mm -hmm. Everything is done a certain way. Yeah. Very rule governed. You're right. So if your MO changes, then you could change if you are contingency or rule governed. So. Yeah. That leads me to believe Chandler is a little more rule governed because he's in a data transponder, transponster. <laughs> I don't know what he is, but like that accounting would be a very rule governed. Like when he first, that was his job. So I feel like he's rule governed too. Yeah. I would say that too. I would um, say Rachel is more contingency. Yeah. Cause she's more, well, if this happens, then I'll yeah. do something. And Joey is probably 100% contingency. Yeah. And Phoebe is definitely contingency based. Yep. Well, but she follows the rules of the street. Wasn't she also like <laughs> licked or something? <laughs> well, that's how she got hepatitis C. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Um, and um, then Ross, I would say, is rule govern. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. it's interesting, too, because Ross and Monica are, are siblings, and usually one sibling is more rule govern than the other. So I wonder, well, we could probably get into sibling dynamics another time because there's probably a lot that we could go into. Um, oh, I know. I was thinking about other shows I've, like, binge watched. So I love um parks and rec which i don't think we've ever watched together which i think that should be one of oh my god like parks and rec is the best i love leslie nope um but she has a binder for everything and everything is laminated and um so she is definitely rule um governed uh, okay so that's interesting because i think you can be organized like super overly organized but still be contingency based really yeah because you aren't coming so the organization isn't what is coming in contact with that consequence or that if then statement oh that makes sense yeah so Hmm. you're you're looking at a different part of behavior or different different um mo for the organization now we're gonna have to watch parks and rec so then we can so you can um analyze um analyze all those characters because i'm sorry it is hysterical and it is funny and it is the best so i'm back on dynasty for my sleep show oh i'm not like the old dynasty was this reminds me of my childhood like dynasty in dallas but the new dynasty is well it's funny but like it's never like my go-to i love (laughs) Fallon. okay any other ones Mm. that you can think of no, I will say so. Uh, we made note for the Breakfast Club and taking the car. I that was on last night. Did you know that? <laughs> the Breakfast Club? Huh? What he took the car? What car? What? Oh no, I'm thinking of Ferris Bueller's. Ferris Bueller's Day, Bueller's Day Off. Oh my God! Now we have to watch the Breakfast Club and I Ferris Bueller's Day last night. I just you did. watched Ferris Bueller. No, I watched the Breakfast Club where they're all in detention. Yeah, no one took a car. Yeah, no, I got two shows mixed up. My bad. So tired. No, one of them taped somebody's butt cheeks together. One of them skipped class. One of them, oh my God, used a fake ID to take his ACTs or SATs or something. One of them was just in like perpetual detention. And then one of them was there because she didn't have anywhere else to go. So because they were all in detention, that would leave me, lead me to believe everyone in that breakfast club, that detention is contingency based. Because if they were rule governed, they wouldn't have been there. Because they would yeah, have followed the rules. So I guess. But if you want something so badly, you don't follow the rules? Because you think of like the kid that used a fake ID to take the SATs or ACTs. I'm pretty sure. Now I'm going to have to look at it. But I think that's why he was there. Yeah, but it's still contingency shaped. So if you're yeah. rule governed, he the rule is if you use a fake ID, you will get in trouble. To you to take your <laughs> to take your CTs. Um, oh whereas the contingency is him actually using it and then getting detention for it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I can't remember now. Now I'm going to watch it again. Watch it. Okay. I think that's all I had for examples. Um, I think that was good. I feel like I have. So what I've taken from this is that it really depends. Yes. It's all about environment and environmental variables. 
So let's do our end of class review where mom provides me with a score of one to five. One, I will find a different teacher. Two, you didn't yell at me. Three, it could go either way. Four, good thing I taught you well. Or five, I love learning from my daughter. I would say a four. Good thing I taught you well, only because you had the confusion between Ferris Bueller's Day Off and The Breakfast Club. Docked for not knowing. You got docked. For that. Oh, it's okay. Okay, that wraps it up for another episode of Teaching My Mother ABA. So head over to our Facebook and Instagram at knowledge.now.solutions and check out all the events we have coming up from mentorship to curriculum to development to CEUs. And don't forget to sign up for our Be In The Now, Be In The Know Patreon to access some amazing freebies. Let me just tell you, this is the third take and the first two, I killed it. Just like, (laughs) thank you to K-Now Behavioral Solutions for sponsoring Teaching My Mother ABA and Pretty Easy Podcast for making us sound good. And remember, it's all fun and games until you have to teach your mother ABA. Mm